Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 191 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is 2023 Roundup. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the 2023 whirlwind, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? When you said the 2023 Roundup, like the first thing that went my, through my head was like, oh, how long until I stop writing 2023 once the calendar takes over to 2024? It's all, I, I'm normally still doing it into February. Really? February? Yeah. That's, that's quite a while. So I have a little bit of an advantage over that uh, because I am planning the 2024 reading challenge, so I am kind of used to seeing 2024 in front of me. But um, to be right, the days when you used to have to write out checks and you had to put the date and, like, whenever the new year ticked over, it was, like, forever and you always had to, like, but we would have to, like, cross it out and then initial the top to say it was us, like, because, like, some yeah. crook couldn't do that. No, I know. <laughs> That always made checks were like bizarre, weren't they? Things you always had to cross initial any changes and also yeah. and put always put only after the written amount. I mean, yeah, it was bizarre. They when you look back at them, they are like sort of some sort of money you'd get in a board game, yes. And then like you had to like go cash them and wait like many days for it, yeah. Oh, the good old days, and the and the tellers would put it through that little machine where it went whizzed round in a in a hoop. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I found those pleasing. I always, I always used to think that must be quite satisfying as it goes round and makes the little beep noise. You know, if I hadn't been an author, I could have been a bank teller. There you go. If you ever get a time machine, you can go back in time okay. and get the perfect job. Yeah. Okay, so now that we got the silliness out of the way, yeah. well, probably not. What have I been up to on this side of the pond? Um, Miranda and I are furiously getting our latest book ready to send to the editor. I have absolutely loved writing this story set in Vermont. I love Vermont. I love cheese. We've blended both into the story. I'm going to be kind of sad when it's finished. It's been a true joy to work on. And usually when I reach this stage, I'm like, oh, my God, can we just get this thing off my plate? I want to get it done. I don't want to see it again. And this time I'm like, I don't want it to go. Is there a little bit of joy creeping into the end of 2023? Maybe. Maybe it's the holiday spirit and cheese. I mean, cheese. Probably more likely cheese. But, you know, let's go holly jolly cheese. There we go. There we go. So we're doing that. Um, also, I survived the iHeart Sapphic Mega Sale. So that means it's time to turn my focus to the end of year 99 cent sale that will be running from December 26th through the 28th. We're also posting readers' top five Sapphic books of 2023. So those are going up every day from now through the end of January. It's kind of fun to see all the... Um, books that are mentioned, all the authors um, that the readers are mentioning. And just in case that wasn't enough, um, also finalizing the 2024 reading challenge. So if you're wondering if I'm getting a lot of sleep, the answer is no. But I have cheese. I have cheese to power me through. Cheese. Did you you buy a lot of cheese in Vermont? Have you got lots of cheese in your fridge? I have to take those questions separately. Yes, I have purchased a lot of cheese from Vermont, and no, I no longer have the cheese, so I need to go back to Vermont okay. to get more cheese. Okay. You know, it has a lifespan cheese in a fridge. You don't want to like. So. You don't want to risk like getting some 
foodborne illness if not eating it fast enough. And the 2024 Reader's Chal- Reading Challenge, um, I know that that's a very successful bit you do on iHeartSafic. If there are authors listening, do they have, is there something they have to do to get their books into that challenge? Well, we've been collecting the nominations for the challenge for the past few months and the deadline by the time this goes live will be passed. We don't have a hard close because it's something that runs year round and I hate it because I'm never organized and I hate it when I'm like, oh shoot, I should have submitted this when I see like it like the third week of January. So it's not a hard close. It just makes it harder for us to fit it in because most of the slots will be taken, but we do leave some wiggle room. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. The form will be up. You can roll the die, see if you get in. Who knows? I'm not very much like, I don't really like the um, draconian measures, <laughs> especially since I am always behind on everything. So anyways, in other news, um, as the year is winding down to a close, I am looking forward to reading some good books and to help me with that process. I have a new reading buddy. Did you know I have a new reading buddy? I didn't know you have a new reading buddy, no. I have a new reading buddy. Um, after Great Eyed, which was not that long ago, so this is kind of a fast turnaround, which I was not expecting, I swore I would never get another cat. Never, ever. It breaks my heart when they leave. Uh, that is until Miranda sent me a link to a cute tuxedo cat whose family had to give him up when they moved. Um, he had been living in the shelter for six months. He's five years old. Older cats, are, uh, they don't hardly ever get adopted, but it's harder to adopt out of... Uh, five-year-olds or older or anything like that people want the cute little kittens which don't get me wrong i have nothing against kittens they're very cute but i tend to adopt older cats he has some special qualities that require special attention so i am staying true to my cat adopting history i stick with the cats who are the challenges so he needs to have a quiet home check it's just me who reads at night can't have other pets check no other pets needs lots of attention work from home so i have adopted a new cat named sam mm, sam well welcome sam where is sam right now he is over it in the window on his perch and i'm hoping he does not wake up while we record because he's uh really not very good at leaving me alone when he wants attention so i'm hoping because he will he has a massive i told you he's massive so when he headbutts me to give me love like i'm like afraid he's gonna knock me out because he's so big and he's very uh, exuberant i was told that he wouldn't um be very friendly and he wasn't the cuddly type all of this has been lies he is extremely friendly he cuddles all the time he's always climbing into my lap and so, um, especially at night when we do settle down to read, when I kick on the heated blanket. Now, granted, it's like chilly in my apartment because it's winter. So th- it might be the heated blanket that's more the draw as opposed to cuddling with me. But um, he does snuggle. He likes when I like pet his head and everything. So I have written a blog post on my Patreon account about Sam and why I, I keep adopting unwanted pets. Um, I've heard from many readers this is a moving blog post, and even though it's on my Patreon, it's a free one, so anyone can go visit it, and I'll drop the link in the show notes. So that is my catch-up. How is it over there? Do you have a new Sam? I don't. I didn't have a Sam in the first place, did I? But that's that's good news that you've adopted a new, a new cat. Um, I know that uh, you have a lot of love to give, TB, so um, Sam is a lucky cat. What have I been up to? Uh, well, I have been um, actually writing TV. Can you believe it? 
well, type this since, you know, that's your job. But yes. <laughs> I think I said, like, like, yeah, I did. Yeah. I think I said, I don't know if I said last week or not, but uh, last time out. Yeah, I thought I had, hadn't been writing for longer than I had. It's only been six weeks um, since I finished the last manuscript. So I shouldn't be as hard on myself as I was being, I think, because then obviously I had a, a gap of three and a half weeks away. But anyway, the upshot is that I am motoring on in London Nine now. I'm, I've set myself a lofty target of 4,000 words a day. Um, and I am generally hitting it. Um, if I don't, I fall spectacularly short. So like one day I wrote 371 words, but you know, I still wrote, so um, I didn't beat myself up about it. But you know, generally I'm, I'm sort of getting between four and four and a half thousand words a day. Today has been a slow start, so I'm gonna have to catch up all the words after this. Um, I was doing admin stuff. Yes, I've written 576 today, so I've still got quite a lot to go, but I am now into the 60,000 word target. So basically the first draft will be done this week. Do I get a two, two, two? Do I get a two, two? two? Yeah. yeah. How long until the turnaround of this one? Um, well, I'm I'm then got two weeks to sort the second draft, and then I'll probably leave it over Christmas. Come back and read it, give it a read through before uh, I send it on to the editor. So, I'm guessing it will be out like probably February. All right. And do we have a, a working title on this one yet? No, no. I'm still. <laughs> I still. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone's got a title suggestion for the last book in the London Romance series. I just can't nail one down. In, the, the initial title was London Ever After, but I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Do you like that one? Yeah, that was cute. I'm just trying to think of like something that implies last, but that's just kind of sad for a romance title, so I don't know if you really want last. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that um, doesn't seem like a very like feel-good. <laughs> it's over, people. Yeah. Last London, I gave you a book. Yeah, anyway, can't, can't think of any other words for that one. Um, yeah, so I don't know is the, is the answer on the title, but I, I am, it is in my mind. I'm trying to th think of one, but you know, I'm pretty pleased that I finally got words down for it. I'm. It's gonna need a lot of work, second draft. I know that because, because the first 10 chapters that I'd already written uh, need to then match the last 20 chapters that have been written over the last month. So you know how that goes. So just uh, connecting it all, making it all make sense. Um, but so I've got a, I've got a big few weeks before Christmas. And you know what? I was laughing with my wife over dinner last night, just saying that every year it seems to me I say oh, I want to have a bit of more of a wound down December this year. Like, I don't want to be working too much. I want to have a bit of time to go and enjoy the festivities, watch some Christmas movies, yada, yada, yada. But I think that this year, because I was away for nearly a month um, in October, November, it's just kind of how it's worked out. Um, so, and I didn't have that in my, in my schedule, being away three and a half weeks at the beginning of the year. So next year, who knows? Maybe I'll have a more of a wound down December, but not this year. I try to aim for that every year, and it I, I fall down flat every time, probably because I'm usually scheduling the um, 2024 or the next year's reading challenge and then sales and such. But I would love hmm. to be like, you know what? I'm taking December off, and I am going to drink all the mulled wine. I'm going to like watch all the, the movies I love, and um, it never, ever happens. But um, yeah. I can keep dreaming that it will because I don't like to give up. No, 
Never give up, TV. Uh, yeah, I, I have been watching Christmas movies. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've watched a few, but possibly not as many as I have. But the last two nights, uh, my, my wife has been very accommodating and we've watched Christmas movie both nights and they've both been very good actually so there you go anyway what else have I been up to apart from writing well I launched a new festive box set this week called Christmas Romance Galore it's three books so basically it's all three of my Christmas romances so the Christmas Cats Christmas and Mistletoe and All I Want for Christmas so three full-length novels it's not on KDP but because um it's uh, KDP you have to price your book 9.99 or less and uh I didn't want to price it that low, so it's you can buy it direct, or you can price uh, price it. You can buy it direct, or you can buy it on any of the other stores: Google, Kobo, Apple, um, Nook, all that sort of yes. malarkey. For the listeners, um, KDP is the Amazon dashboard, so it is not on Amazon. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, it's it's not on. I've, I've written down here it's not on KDP. Yes, sorry, not on Amazon. So you can't buy it on Amazon, but you can buy it direct and then get it delivered to your Kindle. So it's almost like you bought it on Amazon. Yeah, so that's good. That's one of those things that I've been thinking about doing, and um, then somebody asked me for it, and so I reacted. I did it very quickly. I commissioned the cover. My cover designer got turned the cover around in two days. I put the box set together. Uh, the box set putting together is so easy in vellum. It only took me like half an hour, but then it's just all getting everything else up, isn't it? Launching something. So getting all the website um, ready, getting it on all the stores. But anyway, probably took me like half a day, but it's but it's up and running. So I'm pleased about that. And I have a bunch of story ideas to sort out for next year. Um, I need to look at my publishing schedule. I need to plan what I'm publishing next year. I mean, I've already, I already know two of the books, so um, possibly three. What else has happened over here? Spotify. Now that I just wanted to follow up on the Spotify change. You know that Spotify now lets you listen to audiobooks as part of your premium subscription. And I think that that has now rolled out um, to a few other countries because I think it was only UK at first and maybe bits of Europe, but it's now gone out into the US as well. And I'm guessing around other countries in the world. And I know that you were questioning whether it would change audiobook reading habits if you're not used to listening to audiobooks on Spotify. Well, I can tell you from my perspective, it's changed my habits uh, because Spotify is something I use, uh, you know, pretty much every day. So I, since that change has come in, I've started listening to audiobooks uh, more regularly. So I do listen via the library as well, but um, I've been listening to two audiobooks a month on Spotify. Um, doesn't cost me any more money. So from a reading perspective, it is great. I've no idea really how much authors get paid yet. I have got my Spotify report via Findaway Voices and I can see that the listens have gone crazy yeah, over the last month or so. Um, the first few months when people were just getting used to it, you know, it it was increasing month on month, but they just supply you with minutes listened and where and who, and they don't say how much you're getting paid for that particular thing. So um, I haven't looked at the reports. I'm sure that they are on Find A Way. Yeah, I'm curious how much authors are going to get paid, especially since uh, Spotify just announced they're like laying off like 1,500 people, and they're kind of famous for not paying um, artists very well. I think it was Taylor Swift who kind of give them the slap down, right? She pulled all her music because they yeah. weren't paying, and um, um, and you don't want to like upset Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I feel like uh, Spotify are a huge player in the market, and Taylor Swift can kind of do what she likes, can't she? She got them to up the pay though didn't she i mean she used her power for good on that uh i don't know actually i don't know the story i know she took all her stuff off it um yeah she's back on i she believe back on? yeah she's i think back she's back on believe and i think she must i be. think i don't know 
know all the intricacies. I just know that um, when you need help, call Taylor Swift. Yes, definitely. Um, her number's on the internet, I'm sure. And apart from um, working and listening to audiobooks, which is lovely, um, I have been on... Last week, I had four Christmas do's or, you know, sort of meetups. Uh, four in one week. Crazy, right? This week, I've got nothing. Like, no Christmas uh, festivities. I've got... Oh, no, I do. I've got one on Saturday. But four in one week, TB. So the first one with my sisters, we spent a day seeing the festive lights in London. We went to Fortnum and Mason. We drank more wine. And we went for lunch and had a turkey feast festive pie, uh, which which is as delicious as it sounds. Um, it was basically so much Christmas in one day. Um, it was marvellous. And then I went to the Gay Women's Network festive party, uh, which is a party I go to every year and then I went out with some friends for dinner um, on the on the river and then I went to the Romantic Novelist Association Christmas lunch on Saturday uh, which was fab I met lots of other um, really lovely romance authors and and Santa turned up and um, he's a sapphic uh, romance fan so yeah I, I asked him uh, he nodded so why would he lie oh it would definitely put him on the naughty list if it he would. would he would know yes that's a lot of Christmas. Be- we're recording this on December 5th. So like, and you were just saying you're not doing enough, you don't have enough time for Christmas stuff this year. And then like, you've already have like five events. <laughs> <laughs> That's it though. That's it. It's all my Christmas events over. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it was fine. They were, they were all in the evening. It was, it was a big week last week. You wouldn't have liked it. I was, I was, I was not home till gone midnight, two nights no, no, no I, I would not. I, I like to be in bed by 8, listen to an audiobook, go to sleep at 9, and then apparently wake up at 4. That's my that's my thing these days. It, it's been fun. I've enjoyed doing the Christmassy things. This week, a bit calmer. I'm going to finish my draft. So that is it. All uh, right. Have you, All got right. Any, have you got any comments? I, I We have one comment this week. Um, Jen commented on our Forming Good Habits uh, episode, which was a while ago. I had to go look and see, and it was about 20 episodes ago. So, TB, I know it's a little bit of an older episode at this time. I sometimes turn my phone into silent mode at night and have a, a set of folks on a favorite list that they're able to call through if the silent mode is on, but everyone else is muted until I get ready for uh, loud mode, whatever non-silent mode is called. I kind of like loud mode. I'm going to go with loud mode. I like that. And just something that helps me and might help you avoiding distractions like the Boston News Station and the traffic reports at 4 a.m. that aren't effective for people who work at home. So, yes, Jen, thank you for the tip. I have I do use my um, my silent mode uh, on my phone quite a bit. Um, it's impacted Claire a few times on the mornings we're recording because sometimes she will send me a WhatsApp message. And uh, it's on silent in the mornings for many hours. And so I always catch it like two minutes before we're supposed to record so that is why you always hear from me at the very last second no as tb always says to me she always knows when it's me because uh what, nobody else uses whatsapp that she knows right when i was in the uk more of the people used whatsapp um i'm sure it's used in the u.s but i use um different well since i'm in the u.s everyone has u.s phones so there's not a fee for a text message which was different when i was in the uk so that's why i use whatsapp but it's not a big need any anymore for me but yeah so you're the only one i use uh whatsapp for and skype <laughs> i'm special that's what you're saying right uh have you got any coffee updates uh, we do not have any coffee updates i will say the um the website was down for the past couple of days so if anyone has purchased a coffee uh 
Uh, sorry, I just haven't seen it because I can't access it at the moment. Okay. All right. So if you would like to comment, do comment. Uh, get in touch on the website or via Gmail, uh, gmail.com. And if you want to buy us a coffee, please do go over and buy us coffee. Um, we might very much appreciate it. Any coffee money we get goes towards keeping the website, the website, the podcast running. All the fees that we occur, incur, not occur. Good talking, good talking, Claire. Let's see if I can get any better. So this week's topic is a 2023 roundup. So what we're going to do is look at our goals we set at the start of the year and see how we did. TB. Um, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Why don't you go? Okay. All right. So what I thought I'd do is I'll just uh, do a quick summary of uh, what I said I'd do at the start of the year and see where we are. So health and well-being was my first category. Here's what I didn't remember I said in my introduction on my goals blog for 2023. So I've said... Usually at this moment, I trot out the amount of books, translations and audiobooks I want to get out into the world this year. I've done it for years, so it's normal. But this year is different. Because yes, while I do want to do all of that, my health is more important. If that fails, everything fails. Last year, my health suffered suffered physical and mental. This year, I'm putting it first. If that means I get no books out, that's okay. It's not my intention, but that's okay. To show you how much I'm valuing this, it's first on my list. Now I didn't remember I didn't remember saying that so that's interesting isn't it back to what I said I'd do regular yoga and fitness classes now this started really well in 2023 I was yogaing away every day like a busy yoga person and I was fitness classing like a you know like a fitness classy person uh, and then my ankle popped when I was skipping down a gym class since then I've stopped doing hit classes and met a lot of people actually who told me that if you're going through menopause which we which I which I um still was at the start of the year you shouldn't you should change your exercise routine because your body is adapting um and what you used to be able to do fine you might find that you can't do as well now so um I just switched up what I'm doing so now if I go to the gym it's just for strength training and I do a lot more walking so my goal at the beginning of the year changed I pivoted because um, well, I had to. I kept fucking injuring myself. <laughs> um, I also said I was going to take control of my well-being and um, eat better, drink better, exercise and sleep better. Um, I have fucking smashed this this year. Uh, I have implemented a new kind of eating, changed the way I eat halfway through the year. Um, I do drink two litres of water a day. I'm getting regular sleep. Um, I've lost weight. I feel better. And this was a really big thing for me this year, as I said. So I feel like um, whatever else happens, uh, that has been something that I've really adapted and incorporated into my life. And as we go forward, I'm planning to carry on um, because, well, it's just a new way of life now. So uh, I'm pleased with that. I said I plan treats at treats, no retreats and trips. Um, And I did. I went away uh, on a retreat in June. Uh, a menopause retreat do we see it do we see a theme um and that was really good and speaking to the fitness trainer there she was the one actually one of the first people who gave me permission to just stop doing the things that were injuring me so thanks to her i also said i was going to hire a coach because that is all sort of physical and mental but it's all it's all tied into mental well-being but i said i was going to hire a writing and business coach i've done it before it really worked 
Um, I did really try and hire people at the start of the year, but no one ever got back to me. Um, so I failed on that one, but you know, I didn't follow it up. So that's back on my list for this year. Sorry, was what kind of coach were you trying to hire? Like a business, like a business coach. And then none of them got back to you? Like how many did you reach out to? About three. And they never like even gave you like an answer of like, sorry, I'm full. No, nothing. Wow. They're really good business coaches. (laughs) It's networking. They're focused. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. But I have had now like a recommendation from, you know, someone I met at, at, in Vegas. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to follow up with that and, um, you know, get that back on. Because, you know, while I do feel I'm I'm far stronger and, and, you know, in a better place than I was after this shit show that was 2022, you know what they always say, get these things in place uh, when you're feeling good, because then you'll stop a firestorm coming again. Yes, and then the backup for your health goals. Um, well done, you. And isn't it amazing that uh, how much menopause changes everything? Like when I first started going through it, because like I don't remember people really talking about it from our parents' generation, but now it's it's not like a secret anymore. And now people talk about it, and I'm like, oh, that explains some stuff. Yeah, it changes like almost every aspect of your life. It changes everything. Uh, I I couldn't. I used to hear people moaning about menopause, and I, you know, that's that's how I viewed it. Oh God, they're moaning again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because I think that's how you're brought up to look at it, wasn't it? Like you know, just women moaning and whining about it because it was yes, a, it's, in a very misogynistic culture, right? Yeah, we're very much raised to hate women. <laughs> yes, we are. And and you know, in that regard, uh, I I generally I fell into that trap. Until I started going through it myself, and then uh, fuck me, it it absolutely fucked my life. So I've taken retaken control, taken back control, and life is much easier now. I've sort of changed my life to be really where I am. So um, and also HRT is your friend. Top tip. It's something that the older I get, the more I realize just how much misogyny impacts us on every level, and it's kind of scary. And I don't see us breaking that habit as a society. No, I mean, you know, uh, I'd love to say that I go through life, you know, just supporting women left, right and centre. And I and I really try to. But, you know, sometimes you your thoughts and what you say, you just think, what the fuck am I saying that for, don't you? But it is something that especially we, we grew up in like the uh, 70s and 80s. It's it's very ingrained. Uh, in that society so and I'm ho- I would hope it would be better now but you know we're still in a patriarchy so you know it's still going on and I have said this as well you know people think that menopause is like for women in their late 40s and 50s but actually menopause starts menopause started for me at 41 so uh, that's uh, sorry that was like perimenopause but that's when my sleep started getting you know impacted so and that really had a huge effect on my life and I didn't get you know seek any help about it for like five or six years so don't make that same mistake if your sleep is being impacted um you know hrt will can and will sort it out um and it's all natural ingredients um so you don't have to be scared about it get yourself informed look at the menopause doctor anyway this is not a menopause podcast <laughs> but you know over the last few years my productivity and my mental health and physical health has been so impacted by menopause. So if you're in your 40s, think about what you're going through and what it might be. 
nurse. I went through menopause much earlier, and so that took me by surprise. And all my doctors. They were baffled when I started giving them my things. They're like, no, it's too early. And then the blood work came back. They're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, it's figures. <laughs> I think a lot of doctors think menopause they're not trained on it so um they think that it starts late 40s early 50s as i say but no it doesn't perimenopause starts early and i know loads of women who had an early menopause so it could be something even if you're in your 20s or 30s anyway there end of the menopause chat what you got on your list that is that it for my health and well-being yeah i put writing first but do you want me to skip to my health and well-being no 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 you you can go with your writing so my plan at the beginning of the year was to do some co-writes with Miranda, one co-write with Adrian J. Smith, and publish one Lizzie story. What made it across the finish line from my goals? Miranda and I have published uh, two books this year, Midlife is the Cat's Meow and Flight Plan, and the Vermont story will be heading to the editor soon. It's quite possible it will come out at the end of the year or the beginning of January. So pretty successful on that, that front. I, I accomplished what I wanted to there. Um, Adrian J. Smith and I did publish, did co-write and publish a book, so that is a tick. And I said one Lizzie story. I ended up publishing two short Lizzie stories and then started publishing monthly installments of Lizzie for my Patreon in November. So there's been a little more Lizzie, so that was a good one. And also I ended up writing a, a TV standalone novel, a uh, song in her heart. So I actually kind of, um, did more than I thought I was going to. You overachieved. That's the word I was looking I for. I know. I could see you searching. I was. I was trying. I'm like, I don't know what that word is, but um. <laughs> so yeah. So that that makes me feel uh, pretty good. It was a pretty solid year, uh, writing wise. Toot toot. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, very good. Uh, so, how many books was that that you published then? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me a number. Um, six published plus the Patreon. So. Not bad. Pretty Except, good. You know, it's it's pretty exhausting launching six in a year. Yeah. Well, my God. I mean, you worry about launching. Everybody worries about launching. It's exhausting launching a book. Uh, so yeah, six launches. That's that's like you just get over one and then you're doing another one. So well done. Right. Okay. So writing was number two for me uh, this year um, because you know, unless you've got good mental and physical health, your writing won't be there. So. I was pleased to be able to action number one. Let's see, did I action number two? So writing, I said I was going to write three lesbian romance novels. My football book, uh, London Romance book nine, and I said I've written 20,000 words of this. Wow, <laughs> little did I know. Uh, and A Another, and I didn't know what that was going to be about. How did I do? Well, football book came out, so that was Hotshot. Um, it came out in April, um, it did pretty well, so and still continues to sell well now so that's good london romance book nine as we know i've been up and down with this all year uh, but it's gonna come out finally next year so um yeah it definitely will be there and that'll be the final book in the london romance series and a n other book um i didn't know what it was going to be i had a couple of ideas um i have written uh this book i decided not to publish it this year so uh it is done it's back from the editor, so quite sure when I'm going to publish it. But I'm just, I'm just sitting on it. So I, this year I did write three books. I say that actually, no, I had the football book written the year before. <laughs> so two books. So you know, my my writing, my writing did uh, writing and publishing weren't as good as normal this year. However, 
I carried on writing, I carried on publishing. It's been all right. Let's be positive. Let's not, let's not say it wasn't good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Let's stay positive. I still sold a lot of books, so uh, I'm pretty pleased. Wait, so are we up to my next category? Oh, should I? Do you want me to carry on with publishing? I'll just say, uh, publishing, I said I'd do the London book and football, so one of those. And uh, new translations. I did some new translations. So um, I had some new German, new Brazilian, new Italian come out, and my first French. So, so from that perspective, uh, translations are still chugging along. There you go. Uh, translations was the next on my list. Brandon okay. um, and I wanted to do some uh, translations. And we did get one German translation out, the, the AM show, which did really well. Um, and we're getting ready to reach out to the translator and editor for a 2024 project. These are really costly to produce if you're indie publishing them. And so I think when we, I think when we set out to do it last year, we wanted to do a handful of them, but then I was like, I can't afford to do a handful of these. So we're going to try to do like one a year for a bit and see um, how it goes. But Miranda and I also signed a contract with a French publisher for one of our books. And I, I can't remember which book it was. I'll have to check the contract. When you indie uh, publish translations, if you're using an actual translator and editor, so that's two different people you have to pay, um, it, the price, the, the, the costs add up quite a bit. Yeah, they do. They do, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it is, is you know, as we said on translation ones before, just make sure that if you want to translate a book, it's sold well in English. Don't translate a book that hasn't sold well in the beginning because it's not generally probably won't sell that well in the other language as well. So make sure you do your best selling. Now you tell me. No, I was kidding. <laughs> All so right. my next category is audio. I don't know if you're going to cover audio. Carry on with audio and then I can give you my audio. All right. And so up next for me is my audio category. I um, was very vague when I listed what I wanted to do this year because I wasn't sure because I've pretty much caught up with the backlist that is going into audio. And so it all depended on my publication schedule and everything and what I deemed I would want to put in audio. Because again, like uh, translation, audio is also a very pricey uh, investment. So you want to make sure it can earn back the money. Um, I've had two audiobooks released this year, uh, Devil's Advocate and Flight Plan, which have done, uh, both of those books have done really, really well in audio. And right now, there are three more books that are currently in production. So hopefully they will come out in 2024. So unlike last year, where I released a lot of audio, because um, I was still getting caught up on the backlist, um, it's slowing down because I can only write so fast. Yeah, I think you do all right with the writing. Um, uh, similarly with me, I have caught up on my backlist as well with audio. So this year, uh, my goal was to put into audio The Christmas Catch, uh, Lash's Christmas Book, um, Hotshot and London Nine. Obviously London Nine wasn't done because it's not written yet, but I did get The Christmas Catch and Hotshot out this year. So I did all more or less met my goals on audio. And yeah, my backlist is more or less done. So uh, it's just catching up now. It's interesting now because uh, when I first looked at it, I was like, well, that's not a lot of audio because I'm used to getting more out. But then I looked and I was like, oh, because these books in my backlist, I don't plan on putting in audio yet because it wouldn't be. You have to make sure you choose the right investments. Now, granted, some luck plays into it and there's other factors, but you can't put everything. Well, you can, I guess, if you have the money to burn. 
but um, I don't, so I can't put every book I write into audio and translations right away because I got to make sure how they hit the market. Yeah, absolutely. And as we've said before, you know, audio and translations, you just never know uh, if they're going to be okay. You know, I've had books that did well in uh, ebook and print and bombed in audio. I wasn't sure about putting the Christmas books into audio because I think I figured, oh, that's my have a cup of tea break. <laughs> it was seems to do, never used to do this in the podcast, and now it's like shut up. Um, yes, I wasn't sure about putting the Christmas books into audio because you know Christmas books don't sell as well all year round. But actually, I think it's been a good decision to put them into audio because they're really selling again now. Obviously, they will. It's the season, um, right. but Christmas catch is doing well, so probably will earn itself uh, earn earn its money yeah i i have a few audiobooks for christmas as well and they've done pleasantly well and it's always kind of nice when the next holiday season rolls around because that book starts ticking up and i'm like oh that's a nice surprise i forgot about that yeah <laughs> people read christmas books at christmas shock all right my next category is business so for business, I said I was going to schedule price promotions on other sites and also on my own web shop. Now, I had already actioned one of these to go ahead on a different site, but then it got cancelled. And then I didn't do any uh, price promotions on my own site. So uh, it's a big <coughs> for this one. However, what well, state needs work? No, <laughs> no, needs work. I just wanted to do, I just want to do that up. sound effect, you know. <laughs> Um, however, let's look on the bright side of my business goals. So I said I was going to do some author events in real life and online and, and, and boy did I smash this one out of the park. So in February I went to the Hive in Worcester and uh, did an evening with Claire Lydon which was uh, a great honour and, um, and a very successful event. I went to the South Coast Les Vic Hangout in May and hung out and met readers and authors so that was cool. Uh, I, I spoke at the London Book Fair in April so that was really um, fantastic to do as well. Conferences and networking as well. I went to the London Book Fair, I went to the self-publishing live show in June in London and obviously we just come back from 20 Books Vegas. So I met loads of authors I wouldn't normally meet um, at all these events um, and just made a few more connections in the in the genre we're in so and beyond. So that was really good. And going as, as well, going to the Romantic Novelist Association Christmas lunch this year. Um, they're such a friendly bunch there. And, you know, you never know. I remember going to the, I've only been to one chapter uh, lunch before. And when I went, I wasn't sure how they'd receive a uh, sapphic lesbian romance author because there isn't another one in the chapter that I've met. Um, but they are just all so welcoming and friendly and they're more interested in how I'm making money self-publishing than what I actually publish. So the other two things I said I was going to um, look into growing my backlist sales via ads, promotions and content marketing. Now, TB, I can finally say that this was the year I went into ads. How many That's years? Facebook ads. Yeah. How many years have I been saying I'm going to do ads? Um... I don't know how long have I known you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how many times have I done it? I haven't. This year was the year I waded into Facebook ads and I have to say they've made a difference. My year has been a successful financial year and it wouldn't have happened without doing Facebook ads because I've only had one release. So um, every time you do a release, you get a spike in sales 
for your backlist and everything as well. So I have done some promotions, I have done some content marketing, but I think it's the Facebook ads that have made a difference. That's been good business-wise. My last goal for business, I said I was gonna read six new business books. <laughs> she says, so I read one. There you go, that, that's better than none. It's better than none. There you go. Um, did you have business books in mind or was it just like a, a goal? You're like, oh, you know, it sounds really sexy right now, six business books. I think that's where I fell down, isn't it? Didn't yeah. actually, you know, do the detail. All right. So is that is that your uh, business and networking updates? Yes. So well done. Some uh, some you smashed it out of the park on some, and some needs love. Indeed. But you know, all good, all good. All right. So for my business and uh, networking goals. Um, I had a very unsexy category as one of my goals, and it was uh, setting up some artists, making sure my business accounts were all taken care of. Um, just saying the phrase business accounts just makes my blood turn cold. It's just not something I like to talk about. Um, I did make some progress in this category. I um, made some appointments with accountants, and I put some fail-safe plans in place for business money accounts. It's not all complete, but some steps were made. So I'm going to count that as a success, considering how much I hate this side. I just hate dealing with business accounts. On the networking side, um, I had several events on my 2023 calendar as possibles. Um, that included like two GCLS events and uh, the Women's Week in P-Town. So I ended up going to the two GCLS events. There was one in March in New Jersey and then there was the big conference in Denver. I did both of those. And in fact, uh, Miranda and I, we turned the Denver trip into a road trip that we blogged about every day on our Patreon account. So that was a lot of fun and it helped uh, kickstart our Patreon account, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, as for Women's Week in P-Town, I did not end up going this year because I switched it out and I attended 20 books in Vegas instead. So um, there's that for networking. And then also on the iHeart Sapphic end of the networking side, the website has had a phenomenal year. We hope to hit 1 million views uh, during the year, which was like a almost double what we would have done the previous year. It looks like by the end of the year, we'll hit 1.4 million views. So we surpassed it by 400,000, looks like. So that's fantastic. We added 5,000 books to the database that we um, launched last October of 2022. So that's a fantastic number. I It was my goal for the year, but I, I wasn't sure how much we'd hit it because each book has to be manually entered. So that was... a uh, a nice number to cross and then um we had several successful sales in the 2023 reading challenge which has been our best one yet so ihs uh killed it killed it this year well done yeah fantastic fantastic numbers and well done on getting all those numbers read out i tried I tried. I actually wrote them out so I could like see them, like how they're supposed to be pronounced, because I do trip up over numbers, especially when they get to the large ones. I know, I know where I fall down. I try to prepare. Yes. P prepare. Oh, I can't remember. Prepare. I thought you were gonna do like a haiku or something. <laughs> prepare to fail to prepare. Prepare to fail. 
There you go. I wish everyone could have seen your face, like the confusion. Welcome to menopause. So yeah, so that's my uh, business and networking. So in an, another business side thing, which I did not have planned for this year, um, when I, when the year started, I didn't know I was going to be doing it, but Miranda and I launched a Patreon account to help support iHeartSafic because it's a, an expensive website. And um, it's it's going well. It It's a lot of work, I'm not going to lie. It's one of those things, I, I went to a couple uh, talks at 20 Books about um, subscriptions and stuff, and the first thing everyone always says is like, it's a lot of work. If you're going to do it, make sure you can dedicate the time to it because it's a lot of work. And um, they're not lying. I'm here to tell you they're not lying. But um, it's also been fun to see, to build up the community and to get to know people a bit better. And and connections these days are so important. So I'm glad I did it. If you are thinking of setting it up, know from the start, it's a lot of work. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> subscription models are getting more popular, more and more popular, and especially Patreon. I see a lot of authors now uh, doubling down, putting more effort into their Patreon stuff. And it's something I've thought about, but um, I'm not planning on doing it uh, anytime soon. So, but yeah, it's, um, but it's very, it, like you say, it's it's creating a community and getting to know your readers uh, better is, is always a good thing. So, um, but it is a lot of work. So I have one final point. I don't know how much you have left on your uh, list. I've just got my personal category. All right, let's, let's get personal. All right, let's get personal. I would say actually one thing I didn't have on my business list uh, that I did, but I guess it might be personal as well. Is it personal business, personal business? Anyway, I did uh, get my pension sorted out. So that's quite a good thing to do, isn't it? I, I hear so, yeah. yeah. I hear it's good to prepare for the future. Yes. Are prepared to fail? Is that what it you know? yeah, yeah. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I am now prepared for my retirement. I can have do be a month or something. Anyway, personal stuff, right. I said I was gonna make one new recipe every month. I did that. I in fact quite a lot of months I did two or three new recipes. So pleased with that. I've done a lot of new food this year. I also said I was gonna bake cinnamon rolls. Now I haven't done that, but I have. I, ha I now have it planned because I think I said this to you in the half year that I hadn't done it, and you said, "Well, you should just keep that one till it, the festive period rolls around because cinnamon rolls are festive." I mean, you know, I would happily put cinnamon rolls every day, but um, probably not very good for my health goals. However, uh, so I have got this in my calendar now, so I'm planning on finishing the first draft. Uh, by Thursday and then Friday I'm going to bake some cinnamon rolls and get my hair cut. Big day on Friday. You're going to bake cinnamon rolls and get your hair cut? I mean get my hair cut first, get the ingredients okay. for cinnamon rolls on the way home and then come home and bake them. You actually do have a plan in place and is there, um, I'm wondering how, does the haircut actually play a role in this or is it just that's why you're leaving the flat that day. It's just how it's worked out. You know, okay. I, I booked this haircut, like, just after I got my last haircut. So, you know, it's like nine, eight, nine weeks ago. So it just happens to be on Friday. Uh, by Friday, I should have finished the book, first draft. So, yeah, Friday is get get a haircut, bake some rolls day. Why not? And maybe watch a Christmas movie. 
Well, I'm, I'm assuming you should watch a Christmas movie too. I mean, it just might as well be all Christmassy. Yeah. Fish. Maybe you can get your hair um, red and green. Let's not go too far. It's the season. <laughs> Time jolly. Uh, so that's my first personal uh, stuff. So I'm pleased about the uh, making new food. And my reading challenge. Um, I said I was going to read 50 new books. Now I have, with my new audiobook listening, uh, and I've been reading a bit more of late, I've picked up the pace a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to re- reach 50. But I'm, I'm at 33 books for the year this year. Um, so I always start the year really well, and then I always have a lull mid-year I don't know why and then I always end strong um it's just how it goes but anyway I've enjoyed the books I've read this year um I think I've read a few too many samey mainstream romances so I'm going to try to make that stop next year but you know what it is it's because I'm a part of Amazon Prime and every start of every month they send you like Prime Reads and the ones that you can get for free you know I know Prime is a free library but they send you like special ones and so like I normally pick one from that and then end up reading it and sometimes they're not that great or they're just a bit samey anyway there you go 33 books I'm hoping maybe I can push it up to 40 by the end of the year the next one plan walking weekends to places I haven't been before no I didn't really do that but um yeah I just didn't but do you know what I did this year instead I did I've upped my walking majorly so I'm walking uh, an hour and a half every day now so I'm not so bothered about not doing it at the weekend and I said I was going to go and see more women's football games especially Spurs and Charlton while I smashed this one out of the park I've gone to see so much football this year it's incredible and I've loved every minute of it (laughs) Uh, I've yeah we I've got season tickets for Spurs women Uh, my wife bought us uh, part season tickets for the Arsenal women Uh, when Arsenal or Spurs aren't playing, we go and see Charlton women. So, um, yeah, I've been to see t- two or three men's games, but it's been the women and it's been fabulous. So I know lots more about women's football now. Um, I'm listening to all the podcasts. That's it. All in all, you know, if I thought about this year, when I was thinking about this episode, I thought, oh, you know, I've only released one book. I've only written two books. So it hasn't been that successful a year. But when I look at my year as a whole, actually, I've hit so many of my goals. I'm pretty pleased with it. There you go. That's that's fantastic. How about yes. you? Um, well, I have one category left. Okay. Uh, it's my health. I apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently at the end of uh, 2022, I was eating a lot of cookie dough. So in my notes, it um. My plan was to stop eating cookie dough, which I have done. I have completely stopped eating cookie dough. I haven't had it in forever, and I've even avoided uh, cookie dough ice cream because I don't want to. I don't want to get back on the cookie dough. So um, I've done that. I have uh, completely changed uh, the foods I eat. I have started eating a lot healthier, um, and not eating like so much processed foods and everything like that so I do have to go to the store a lot more because when you eat healthier you have to go to the store like every three days so that's a different change for me um because I hate going to the grocery store in other health I wanted to work on my stress I don't know if you noticed I'm always kind of stressed I have made a change over the past couple months where when I would finish work I would watch a television shows and I've stopped doing that I haven't watched television in many weeks now. Um, What I have been doing is I either read books um, 
like paperback books or I listen to audiobooks and I relax. And right now I am working, listening to an audiobook and working on a jigsaw puzzle. So it just helps me really unwind at the end of the night. And so it's kind of nice, like where my mind doesn't wander because I'm focusing on the book. So my mind doesn't wander to all the um, things that were still on my to-do list. I didn't cross off. Very good. That's good. Action, action, um, you know, drives motivation and action makes change. So well done. So overall, um, this has been an extremely busy year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I worked way too much and everything. There were some highs, there were some lows, there was a lot of stress, but I'm still happy about where I'm ending the year. Okay. Well, that's good. Well done, you. So it, overall, we're both pretty happy with how the year's gone. It's also almost over, so I think it's easier to be happy. <laughs> and we got through another year of Lesbians Who Write podcast. Yeah, how many years have we been doing it now? Four? I don't know. I think we started in 2019 before the pandemic. Okay, yeah. So I know that there was somebody recently who, uh, on social media, um, was saying about that they were just going through the pandemic episodes. And it is it's it is like a time capsule of history, going through yes. those and seeing what we're saying. And we're probably saying, well, you know, we've been locked down for a month. Surely it's got to stop soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three years later. No, I was kidding. It wasn't that long. But um, it went a lot longer than... Um, I know, like... The, the people who are really smart have been warning us that something like this was going to happen for like forever. I've, I've heard about this since childhood, but um, to actually live through it and be like, wow, they weren't lying. Um, yeah, it was quite a change and it's changed every aspect of our lives because everything has changed because of it, especially the politics. But, you know, we're going to end on a high note, so I'm going to drop the politics. Yeah. What was I saying? What did I say? They were, they were listening through the pandemic oh, yes. yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah. which is, um, if they're listening to the newer episodes as well, uh, I'm still here. Yes, TB's still here, I'm still here. So we made it through another year of Lesbians Who Write. Um, uh, we hope that you're going to stick with us. If you'd like to get in contact with us and tell us what you thought of this episode, you can do so on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com facebook us twitter us at les who write and instagram me at clairefic do get in contact we'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions you want answering in the new year we'd love to hear them we're going to be taking a break now aren't we um after our unscheduled break uh when we were away in vegas together but we always take uh december off so that's going to carry on so we're going to we'll, we'll be back sort of mid-january ish um, so we'll have to work out those dates. So we hope that you've had a great year. We hope it's been positive for you. And we hope that you have a, a lovely um, festive period. Happy Christmas if you celebrate. Happy holidays. Or just happy December if you don't. We'll see you back here in the new year. Happy new year. We'll see you back here in January for more Lesbians Who Write. And we'll be making lofty goals again for 2024. You might. I always kind of, ever since 2020, I, my goals are just like survive. You, see, maybe that's where I went, where I turned a corner this time around, because I didn't, I didn't say, I am going to publish three or four books. I just said, I just want to get a bit more healthy physically and mentally. And I achieved it. So yay. Although yeah. did a few other things as well. All right. I'm off to finish my novel and bake cinnamon rolls. What are you going to do?
I gotta finish a novel as well. Weird. Weird. We have Weird. the same kind of goal. I'm not baking cinnamon rolls, though. Those are not on my approved list at the moment. Okay. But I will live vicariously through you in your cinnamon roll baking eating experience. Okay. Uh, if I do it uh, in time for the podcast, I, w- I should do, actually, shouldn't I? I'll send you a picture. You can put it up with the uh, podcast. Okie dokie. All right. Until then, have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. See you in 2024. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.